0: Strava Craft Coffee. You guys know Strava Craft Coffee is a game-changing coffee, the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. These guys' reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee, it's taken away everything from long-term migraines to back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural, not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. And As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today and you can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout. You'll get it shipped straight to your door. Welcome in to a brand new edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here on a Monday. As always, we're presented by Total Beverage where BSN listeners can get 30% off of your purchase of $25 or more by using the code BSN2019. You can get that discount online or on the Total Beverage app. And of course, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area and also now has CBD products as well. So if you're in the market for beer, wine, liquor, spirits this week, this weekend, or CBD products, make sure you choose Total Beverage and use code BSN2019 for 30% off. Of your purchase of $25 or more, the FIFA World Cup is done. It's been a heck of a journey. I know I, for one, have really enjoyed watching World Cup basketball over the last month, month and a half. It's fun. It's a different dynamic from the NBA. It's a different style than the NBA. It's more physical. It doesn't seem like there are any stars in FIBA competition, really. like There are the World Cup's best players, right? But there's no stars. There's nobody getting star calls. There's nobody getting those whistles. No, there's... Really not a lot of teams who are implementing all of their offensive game plan around one player. Like we saw Serbia maybe do that a little bit with Bogdanovich, which leads you to some obvious questions about how they misuse Jokic. Uh, but you, know, you don't see like Serbia focus their entire offense around Ricky Rubio and Marc Gasol. You don't see France do that. You don't see Australia do that either. It's just much more of a team game, and I think personally I really enjoy that. Maybe that comes because I watch the Nuggets on a nightly basis and have for the last four years who play kind of a European style, more so than a lot of other NBA teams. I think Utah plays a European style as well. You could say the Warriors do with just their free-flowing offense and unselfishness, but the Nuggets definitely fit in that category. So It's been a treat to watch this FIBA World Cup unfold here and talk about it with you guys on the daily right here on the podcast. And I'll do that again on today's show because... The World Cup is over. Spain is your winner. They beat Argentina in the championship matchup. They take home the gold by a final score of 95 to 75. So an easy win for Spain. And looking back on this tournament, I think Spain was probably the most consistent team. And I don't know if they were like necessarily the best team in this tournament, but they were definitely the most consistent. They had. The fewest amount of peaks and valleys, I think, when you look at teams like Argentina, Serbia, the United States, they stayed pretty much as flat-lined as possible. And I think that's really a reason why they ended up winning this thing. And maybe that shouldn't have been a huge surprise because they've got the experience. Spain really came into this tournament with arguably the most internationally tested roster. I mean, how many World Cups and international FIBA competitions has Marcus Sol slipped on a Spain uniform for? Or Ricky Rubio, for that matter. I think he became the all time leader in assists in FIBA World Cup play in this tournament. He's been around the block for Spain once or twice. And all of these guys, they just don't go away, right? That's the funny thing when looking at these international rosters. They've got these standout players that you've heard of. Maybe they've had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Maybe they've had more than a cup of coffee in the NBA, like Rudy Fernandez, who was on the Nuggets and had a blossoming NBA career before he decided to finish things off in Europe. Or Victor Claver, or Billy Hernan Gomez, Wancho's brother, Sergio Yol, who a lot of people think is one of the best players not in the NBA in the entire world. And then of course Wancho, who I'll get into in a couple minutes here, but had another stellar game in this gold medal matchup, and it was really a fitting end to what was a great tournament run for him. He had eleven points, four six from the field, one to two from three and five rebounds in this gold medal game playing nearly 26 minutes. I'll definitely get into Wancho's game and what stood out to me on a high level from just his performance at the World Cup over this last month, month and a half here, as I did with Niko Jokic's game on a show last week just talking about how I thought he did for Serbia. But before I do that, I just got to say a few words about Wancho Hernan Gomez a Nugget small forward or power forward, combo forward, if you will. But I haven't come across many players, maybe no players in my time around the NBA that take more pride in representing their country than Wancho does. And he has been heavily involved with Spain's national team going back. Like He played in 2017 Eurobasket, the 2017 European World Cup qualifiers. He's played for Spain a lot growing up. And he said it before, but when... the phone rings and it's your country asking you to suit up for them in the summer and represent them on a global stage. He thinks that's one of the highest honors you can have as a professional athlete. And he, he's always been super passionate about suiting up for Spain, playing for his country, representing his country on a world stage. And he's a passionate guy. We know that. We know how great of a teammate he is. I've called him the best teammate I've ever covered because... He's just so uplifting, so incredibly positive at all times. One of the more positive players I've ever interacted with always puts the team above his individual self. That goes for most, if not all, of the guys on this Nuggets roster, but specifically Wancho. Of course, he would want to be out there for the Nuggets in the rotation on a night-to-night basis, but you know, he's content watching his team succeed if it means it comes at the expense of him playing. And that's not saying he's content with not playing. Like He wants to be out there more than anything. But he's just all about team. And I think that's a reason why he's been such a great locker room voice for the Nuggets over the last couple of seasons, but also why he fits so well for Spain. Because we saw it with Jokic in Serbia, there's going to be some weird things that happen at the World Cup. You know, the second best player at the World Cup and a top 10 player in the league might come off the bench for your country. You now, there's weird stuff that happens like that. And Wancho was a starter for Spain for this entire tournament. He was a starter for Spain throughout their exhibition matchups and the lead up to the World Cup. But in Spain's semifinal matchup, the game they had to win to get to this World Cup final that went into two overtimes when Spain edged Australia in 95-88, which was just an ultimate World Cup classic, just a classic game, he didn't play in the last two overtimes, you know, and Spain's coach just rolled with the hot hand. He rolled with what was best. I don't know if that was the best option or not, but that's what he went with, and ultimately Spain won. And they, of course, went on to win the gold medal on Sunday. But Muncher didn't play in those two overtime periods. Probably a couple of the most important stretches in Spain basketball history, you know, after they go on to win this World Cup here. But I can guarantee you he wasn't going to make a scene about it. He wasn't going to be upset about it because he's always pulling for his teammates. He's always got a team first mentality. And so him winning this World Cup, him getting this moment in the spotlight after what has been such a up and down three-year run with the Nuggets, right? Like, Juancho has had some peaks, but man, he has had some valleys. You know, he's had some games where you look at what he does on the court and you go, "Wow, this guy can be a role player. This guy can be a 20-minute, 20 20-25-minute 20, guy for the Nuggets every single night. He's got a great three-point shot. He's tall. He's a great rebounder, an underrated rebounder. He's athletic. He's unselfish. He fits in the Nuggets' equal opportunity offensive approach. But then there are other times when he gets out there and he just looks lost. And so he's just had so many peaks and valleys. And his NBA career... I'm not going to say it's in limbo right now because he's still under contract for another year. I think he's kind of been a victim of his circumstances in Denver where he just hasn't gotten the opportunity, the consistent opportunity because Denver's just been so deep over the last three seasons or so. They've been just stocked with NBA rotation players and he just hasn't really been able to get a stranglehold, a foothold on a rotation spot consistently when Denver's been fully healthy. And I do believe that on a lot of other teams throughout the league, he could be getting very significant minutes. So uh, I think if it wasn't in Denver, he would be playing somewhere else. But it's tough just to kind of get a gauge of what he is as an NBA player right now because he hasn't had that consistency. So to get to the point that I'm trying to make here, he deserves this. Wancho deserves this moment in the spotlight. He's had an up and down NBA tenor. He's had some great Freaking moments! Like he has had some unbelievable moments that I think most Nuggets fans will remember, specifically against Golden State. Like if you just took Wancho's moments against Golden State, like his twenty-seven points in that matchup going back to twenty seventeen, which was a career high at the time. He scored twenty-seven since then. Like he did it against the Spurs last season, but he also had that block against the Warriors last year to seal that win. And what was it? The third regular season game or something really early in the season last year. If you just took his highlights, put together a montage of Wancho playing against the Warriors, he'd look like a near-max player. But he's also had some bad moments too and gotten played off the floor and just looked like he hasn't belonged. But if you brush all that aside, what's underneath is just that team-first mentality, the unselfish guy, the person who walks around the Nuggets locker room with an unparalleled amount of joy and just able to defuse any awkward or tense situation just by his presence alone? Kind of like Nick Young in that way. You can't help but be happy for Juancho that he got this. He got this gold medal with Spain. You know how much he takes pride in playing for his country, playing with his brother too. How crazy must that be? Playing with somebody like Marcus and Ricky Rubio, who I'm sure he watched for years as a youngster growing up in Spain before joining the NBA and playing alongside him and against him. But I like to think that the way he carries himself, the spirit that he plays with, and just his personality and his buy-in to what the Nuggets are trying to do as a team, his team-first mentality, that showed in this tournament for Spain and just makes me say that he deserves this moment. He deserves this gold medal and this time in the spotlight. He deserves to kind of bask in this gold because... Maybe it hasn't always come together on the court for him, but just because of what he's done off it and the way he's carried himself, I think he's still been incredibly valuable to the Nuggets, and he just deserves this moment. Now, I don't know what kind of celebration Spain had in that locker room. I'm not sure if internationally, champagne is the preferred celebration beverage of choice. Maybe it's beer. Maybe it's... It's probably champagne. But I'm sure nothing would have tasted better after winning a FIBA World Cup gold medal than a beer from Breckenridge Brewery. Like how nice would that would have been? You beat Argentina by 20 in the final. You're sitting down at your locker. Maybe you just got doused in the face by Marcus Saul and a bottle of champagne. You sit back, you crack a strawberry sky, and you just reflect on what a crazy month, month and a half it's been. What a journey. And you're enjoying a Breckenridge beer while you're doing it. That's what I want to do, at least. You know, maybe it's a Strawberry Sky that you're cracking open. Maybe it's their world famous Avalanche Amber Ale. You guys all know what I'm talking about. I know you guys have all tried an Avalanche beer from Breckenridge Brewery. Maybe it's the Oatmeal Stout. Maybe it's their Vanilla Porter. I think all would have gone well with the occasion. As I've said before, you can drink Strawberry Sky while you're tailgating for a college football game, you can drink it at the end of a hike. you can drink it on a night out on the town. There's no situation where you can't drink a Breckenridge beer. You could even drink one, I think, personally, if you were to win the FIBA World Cup. Guys, make sure to look for Breck beers at any of your local breweries. Check out Strawberry Sky. I've given it my personal stamp of approval as the beer of the summer in Denver. Don't miss out any longer. We've got the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. Make sure to check it out. Keep an eye on it. We're planning a lot of events throughout the year. And of course, we'll be drinking Breck beers at all, of but make sure you RSVP as well. Before I move on, and I want to talk about Wancho's game at large and what I saw from him on the court at the FIBA World Cup, and if maybe he can parlay that at all into a rotation spot next season at a crowded forward position. As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important, and our friends at Green Mounds and our group are giving away a free Sonic Air toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. All right, back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast, as I just alluded to, let's talk about how Wancho looked on the court. We know he was a consummate teammate off the court, but sometimes in the NBA and in international basketball, of course, it's a business, and what you do on the court is really what ultimately matters in the end. And largely speaking, I thought Juancho had a great tournament. I was impressed with what I saw from him game in, game out over the course of this summer from Spain. As I mentioned earlier, he started. He started really every game for Spain. He played heavy, heavy minutes, was one of Spain's more relied upon guys. And what jumps out just from looking at his box score from Watching him, probably my biggest impression, and this also ties into what his role could potentially be on the Nuggets next season. It's his three point shooting, and with Wancho, his three point shooting is his most important skill. Because yes, he needs to like become a better defender. Yeah, there are some other aspects of his game where he's got to improve. But if he's not a knockdown shooter, Wancho Aaron Gomez is not going to be a role player for the Nuggets, and he might not be a rotation player in the NBA. For him to succeed at this level. I think he's got to shoot at least 38% from three for his career. Above 40% would be nice, you know? And so that's what I was really watching for at this tournament. How does shot look? And yes, the FIBA World Cup line, the FIBA line, I should say, is around a foot and a half shorter than the NBA line. So in theory, it would be a little easier to shoot on. But for these guys who are used to shooting NBA threes, there's a big adjustment to be made. And I think that's a reason why you see Team USA historically shoot so poorly in these tournaments for sure. I mean, not breaking news there. But how was Wancher going to shoot the ball from three? Because he obviously did not shoot it well last season. Uh, he dealt with that core muscle injury, which a lot of guys on the Nuggets have dealt with. And he was an inconsistent shooter last season, for the most part, I felt. If you remember back to his rookie year, he shot 41% from three. Just absolute knockdown. That's probably the highest his star has kind of risen in Denver and with the Nuggets. And then last year, or sorry, two years ago, The bout with Mono, and that was a lost season for Wancho, an absolutely lost season. Just 25 games played. Shot 28% from three. This year, he was better, but still inconsistent, I thought. Appeared in 70 games, shot 36.5% from three. Like I said earlier, he's going to have to shoot it better than that if he wants to carve out a long role for himself in the NBA. But what he did for Spain this summer, man, you get excited. 44% from three, at the FIBA World Cup, 11 of 25 from distance took about 3 three-pointers per game, which is a really healthy number for him. He's obviously never taken that many threes per game at the NBA level, even though the NBA games are longer, he just never got the minutes, but with Spain playing him heavy minutes at the 3 and 4, he got a lot of attempts, he got a lot of open looks, and he really put the defense on their heels. Roncho had a lot of gravity in this tournament. That was one of my big takeaways from watching Spain. Whenever he was out on the floor, you could tell the defense made a point to keep track of him. And Spain got a lot of open looks just because of his gravity and his ability to pull defenders closer to him. You can't forget about Wancho. You can't leave Wancho in the corner to help. You can't really leave anybody in the corner to help, but especially a shooter like Wancho and how he was shooting the ball at the World Cup. You can't leave him beyond the arc to rotate to a Ricky Rubio who's driving to the hoop or rotate and double down on a Marc Gasol can't leave Juancho, and I think that really opened a lot of things up for Spain. But he shot the ball with a lot of confidence. He definitely shot the ball with a lot of confidence. His stroke looks great. It's always looked great, but it definitely looked good here for Spain. Straight up and down. He shoots the ball like he's standing in a phone booth, which is an analogy a lot of NBA guys use, meaning that there's no side-to-side movement on his jumper, just straight up and down. High release, picture-perfect snap release and he lands in like the same spot where he jumps, which is something I always look at when I'm watching guys shoot. Wancho was great from beyond the arc the entire tournament. It seemed like his confidence grew and grew and grew. And look, the numbers spoke for themselves. 44% from three, that's a big number. It's also a number that you kind of expected him to hit. If you look at the three-point leaderboard at this World Cup, some of the guys you expected to see were close to the top, like Bogdan Bogdanovich, for example, 53% from three on 8.3 three-point attempts per game. My God. Joe Harris, 50% from three on 3.3 attempts per game. Daniil Gallinari, 50% from three on 4.8 attempts per game. Luigi Di Tome, 50% from three on 3.0 attempts per game. Thomas Sadaransky, the new Bulls point guard, 48% from three on 3.4 attempts per game. Dennis Schroeder shot 47.5% from three. Nemanja Bielica, 43% from three. Rudy Fernandez, 42%. So you expected Wancho to be high on that leaderboard, and he didn't disappoint in that regard. 47.5% from three. It's a great mark from him. Before we go any further, and I want to talk about the small forward position some more, I know, but with this podcast being Wancho-centered, I want to talk about how this small forward position is stacking up. Can he get consistent minutes? But first, from Strava Craft Coffee, the game-changing coffee, It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS has helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural, not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout. You'll get it shipped straight to your door. As I have put my personal stamp of approval on Strawberry Sky, I will also put my personal stamp of approval on Strava Craft Coffee. And also, to tie this into the Wancho conversation and the World Cup theme of this show, I know I said Spain probably would have enjoyed some Breck beers, maybe not right after they won the World Cup. I think you want the champagne right away, but maybe when you're sitting back at your locker or you know, back home finally from the celebration. Maybe you want to crack open a Breck Brew. Maybe you want to crack open a Strawberry Sky that probably would hit the spot. But the next morning, you know, I don't know what Spain celebration was like. I don't know if they were going to live. I don't know if they were going to some club in China. But maybe the next morning they could use some Strava Craft cough I think it's been known to cure a headache or two. So, can Wancho actually get minutes for the Nuggets next season? That's the question we've got to approach right now, right? Like, he had this great World Cup. He shot the ball so well from three. For Spain, at the World Cup this last month, month and a half, he looked like he could fill a role for the Nuggets, right? Like, he looks like the guy Denver could have on their second unit who just plays their brand of basketball, plays the read and react basketball, doesn't get a lot of touches, but is hanging out in the corners, is hanging out at the top of the three-point arc, trailing in transition for pull-up threes, playing off the ball with Nikola Jokic, backdoor cutting to the hoop, finishing at the rim. We saw a lot of the skill set from Wancho with Spain that he would need to bring to the table with the Nuggets if he wants to earn consistent minutes. And I've said it all along. I've said this from day one with Wancho. Listeners of this podcast know, I have always thought that he could be a great piece for the Nuggets. You guys know all about his unselfish nature, but just how he plays how he's always willing to give the ball up, pass up a good shot for an even better shot. He makes such quick decisions. When he's playing a lot, his touch time is always really low compared to a lot of other guys on the Nuggets roster. That's been one of his really under-the-radar quality NBA skills that especially makes him good in Denver, where Denver's moving the ball so quickly. He always knows what he's going to do with it. The second he gets the ball, he's either going to pass, shoot, or look to score. You know, There's no indecisiveness with Wancho. And that's something he's always had and something he's always really excelled with. And his ability to make quick decisions, that separates him from a couple guys in this small forward competition, right? Like he does that at a higher level than a couple of the guys he'll be competing with for minutes or could be competing with for minutes. And that small forward, like it's going to be tough. I think when looking at his World Cup, I don't think you could have expected much else from Wancho. He exceeded really most people's expectations. He lived up to what the Nuggets had hoped to see from him. But still, it's going to be tough to earn minutes. It's going to be tough to earn minutes when you've got Will Barton at the three, when you've got Torrey Craig at the three, when you've got Malik Beasley just chomping at the bit and deserving more and more minutes at either the two or the three. And then you've got the Michael Porter Jr. question. Is this guy going to play? Mark my words. The Nuggets will give Michael Porter a chance to earn nightly rotation minutes at the beginning of the season. They'll give him that chance in training camp, in preseason action, they're not going to shut him out of the rotation just because he's a rookie. His skill set is too great. His skill level is too high for them to give him the typical rookie treatment on a 54-win team who got to the Western Conference semis last year. The Nuggets will give Michael Porter Jr. a chance to play and earn minutes, and he will be in the rotation if he deserves it. And at power forward for Wancho, I mean, forget about it. Paul Millsap entrenched as the starter. Jeremy Grant entrenched as the backup who I think you you guys know this. I think it's going to be tough to keep Jeremy Grant off the floor this coming season. They can also play Mason Plumley and Nikola Jokic in the front court together. He's not getting any minutes at the 4. I I don't think so. If he does, maybe it's just like 2 or 3 minutes maybe. Because you got 48 minutes at power forward split between Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant and that's already tough to do. It's already tough to divvy up minutes between those guys at the 4. So I think if he earns consistent playing time and I mean like 15 minutes a night, 10 to 15 minutes a night. It's probably going to come mostly at the three, maybe a few power forward minutes, but he's going to have to beat out some guys at the three. He's going to have to beat out Michael Porter Jr. He's going to have to beat out Torrey Craig, I think. That's going to be tough. not saying he can't do it because, uh, as I've said, his skill set, I think, fits the Nuggets in a way and fits what Denver's trying to do on their bench unit better than those two guys do. Like Wancho's decisiveness, his ability to make quick decisions, his ability to shoot the ball and fit into a system. On the offensive end of the four, his game fits what the Nuggets are trying to do and would fit better on Denver's second unit than Tory Craig or Michael Porter Jr. But then you look at defensively, look at the defensive side of the four. He's never really excelled on that end. And we know that's Tory Craig's strong suit. We know Michael Mullen has a ton of trust in Tory Craig. And so it's gonna be difficult, I think, to unseat him. At the three. Michael Porter is obviously the wild card here. Like, I don't expect him to be near average <laughs> defensively. His rookie year, few rookies are. He could be really good offensively, though. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a battle. A battle I think will probably take center stage at training camp. Like, that's probably one of the biggest storylines to emerge over the course of training camp, which will run October 1st through 5th at. The Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, that's where Denver's holding training camp this season. They also held it there prior to the 2015-2016 season. But the battle at small forward, and I think that will be an open competition, that will be one of the biggest storylines to follow and track the entire week, in my opinion. I mean, if you were to ask me, I think that's what I'm really watching for. I think we know really everything there is to know about this team or, or most of what there is to know. We know who four of the stars are going to be. I think we have a decent idea who five of the stars are going to be. I, I think Will Barton will be the starter on opening night, but it will be an open competition that a guy could take and win. I think we know what style Denver is going to play offensively. At least I would hope so. We know there's going to be some growth internally from Jamal Murray. I think from Gary Harris too. From Malik Beasley. Now, how much growth? That remains to be seen, but I'm definitely on the side and predicting that there will be some. I think we know Denver will be solid defensively again. The light turned on last year, in my opinion, with how the Nuggets will play on that end of the floor going forward. But what will the Nuggets do at small forward and how will the depth chart sort out of that position? Will, in my opinion, be the biggest story at training camp and throughout that weekend, even bleeding into the preseason? Because I don't think that will be decided until the end of the preseason in my opinion, just speculating there. Also, uh, another storyline, of course, will be Jeremy Grant and his integration, which maybe won't be as much of a story because I think it's going to go so smoothly. Maybe the bigger story is how high can he elevate the Nuggets. And if you guys listened to any of my shows last week, I told you that Jeremy Grant moves the Nuggets from whatever tier they were in last year to a contender tier. But what will happen with Wancho? It's going to be tough, but I believe if he comes into training camp in really good shape, which he should because Training camp starts in two weeks, guys. Two weeks from today when I'm recording this Monday is media day. That's the official start of training camp. So he'll come in in shape. And if he plays for the Nuggets in training camp and throughout the preseason like he did for Spain over the last month and a half, I think he could be in the mix for some minutes of small forward. Now, he's not going to be afforded many mistakes. I don't think he's going to be afforded a very long leash either. Wancho never really has in Denver. And that's just life when you're playing on a playoff caliber team with a lot of guys who can give you quality minutes of your position, but he'll have to be nearly perfect, I think, to win, maybe not the job, but just maybe win consistent minutes in Mike Malone's nightly rotation. Let me know what you guys think. If you're a BSN Never subscriber, and if you're not, you're missing out, in my opinion, unparalleled in-season coverage, day-to-day coverage analysis, exclusive interviews, just the type of content you can't get anywhere else. Get that on the Nugget side of things with the Ads, with the Rockies, with the Broncos as well, who were obviously in season right now. I will say that the Broncos season has officially started. They're 0-2, but they are going for sure. But you're going to want to get that BS Endeavor subscription before the season starts. And right now you can get a subscription for as low as $3.74 a month. That's our annual subscription. You also get a free t-shirt with that annual subscription. But what I was getting at, I want to hear from you guys. If you're a BS and Never subscriber, leave a comment in the comment section on the site on any one of our stories or on this podcast. That comment section is only open to BS and Never subscribers. You can leave your takes in there, your comments, what you think of my podcast, what you think of some of the takes I had. If you agree, if you disagree, I welcome it all. If you're not a subscriber, first off, you're missing out. But if you do want to lob some questions at me, I'm always available on Twitter, at Harrison Wind, or in email form, wind at bsndenver.com. I put a cool subject on Twitter just out there this afternoon with it being two weeks until media day. I was curious what you guys were really looking forward to this season. I pretty much asked, what has you most excited about this upcoming season? I got a lot of things. I got a lot of really cool responses from longtime Nuggets fans who told me this is the most excited they've been for a Nuggets season ever. I heard from one loyal Twitter follower, April, who's a diehard Nuggets fan who's been watching the Nuggets since the Alex English days. She says this is the most excited she's ever been for a Nuggets season. I think that says a lot. But it was funny because the thing you guys are interested in the most, more than Jamal Murray's potential growth, more than what Nikol Jokic can do for an encore after his first All Star appearance, after getting that All-NBA spot in the first team after finishing fourth in MVP voting. Uh, more than growth from Monte Morris and Malik Beasley or even how Jeremy Grant would fit into this thing, you guys wanted to see what Michael Porter Jr. brings to the table and if he's the piece to lift the nuggets up to a championship. And I thought that was interesting. And that kind of goes hand in hand with this discussion about Wancho because he'll be one of the guys that Wancho is definitely competing against for a minute. So I'm excited to see how that sorts out. If you've got thoughts on what you're looking forward to the most this season, you can find that tweet on my timeline. I'm retweeting some of the best ones that Nuggets fans and my followers had submitted. So check that out if you got a take or you want to tell me about something you're really looking forward to next season. But that is all the time I got for today. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll be back with another episode, of course, tomorrow. Talk to you guys then. Before we get out of here... Got to remind you guys that Total Beverage is giving the BSN fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. If you use code BSN2019, you can do that online or on the Total Beverage app. Download it today. As you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, all the way from Lakewood to Boulder and from Aurora to Brighton. Of course, they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. That's right. From drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Guys, don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. And better yet, don't leave the comfort of your home and get it delivered. Cheers from Total Beverage.